Hello guys and welcome to Last Week in Finance. Today is August 8th of 2021. Very shaky week on the market, so let's get right into it. Let's start with the S&P 500. Uh, almost 1% for the week. A little bit shaky. It will start rallying around Wednesday uh, before, after some news you know from the fed and the economy overall the s&p put almost one percent gains for you guessed it a new all-time high right now the s&p is at 4436 points so now the interesting about the s&p is right now if you are um, a trading nerd like me you're seeing a wedge pattern and this wedge pattern on this channel has been getting narrow since the start of the year. Now we are reaching in this point where it, it could not get more narrow. So in a few weeks we'll have a breakout. Even it could go way up to the moon. So the S&P all time high, all time high, all time high forever or a major crash or at least a big correction so keep i'm gonna keep you posted we'll we'll see that break that breakout in the next few weeks now with the dxy the us dollar index up for the week uh, 66 basis points right now the dxy is shy to the 93 mark right now it's at 92.78 DXY has been trading between the 90 and 93 mark since the start of the year. Even actually before the start of the year, it's been at that mark. Uh, the dollar hasn't collapsed. I mean, compared to the other major hard currencies like the sterling pound, the euro, Swiss franc, you name it. So right now it's been kind of stable. Despite all the money printing, the QE, and right now markets are very comfortable on that 9093 range. Now let's let's talk about gold. Gold take a huge hit, three percent almost for the week, especially on Friday. Friday really plunged the, the gold prices. Gold was actually putting kind of a quasi bull market a little bit you know a, a really tiny rally and friday just boom went down right now the price of gold it's at 1763 dollars per ounce also silver major hit almost five percent down for the week and even huge and even greater plunge on friday right now silver it's at 24 dollars and 33 cents per ounce copper dr copper actually also took a hit remember copper was a few months ago on a all-time high price this week minus 3.23 percent Right now, the pound of copper, it's at $4.34. The WTI, the crude oil, 
huge, huge, huge hit. Over 8% down for the week. It's been trading sideways in the past few weeks. Right now, the price of the crude oil is at $67.84 per barrel. And remember, a few a few weeks ago, uh, most people were calling for for a hundred dollar barrel of crude oil again, and we will see that. Uh, I don't know. I'm not that sure anymore. I, it's very likely. Is of course I'm not gonna bet against oil at this point. It's very likely that we will see again a hundred dollar crude oil. But at this point, not so certain. Of course, the 10-year Treasury bond also rally. I mean, the yield, just the yield, rally 7.5% for the week. So it's been a sellout on the bond market. Remember, when the yield of the, of the bond is going up, it's because there has been a sellout on the bond itself. Right now, the yield of the 10-year Treasury bond is at 1.3%. It will be good enough to keep a bull run on the equity market. We'll see. And of course, crypto, crypto got a, a heck is on fire right now. Crypto, especially in Bitcoin, had a heck of a week. 9.5% up for the week right now. Bitcoin, and it's close to the $45,000 mark. We're going to keep this bull market on Bitcoin. It's very likely, you know, if you've been following Bitcoin the past few years, you know, everything can happen with Bitcoin. But I think it's maybe it's going to do some correction and it's going to establish the 40000 mark as a support level and then Go to the moon, baby. I want it to happen. Yes, I think it's going to happen. It's very likely. It is certain. I don't know. The thing is with Bitcoin is it has these four year cycles when it goes straight to the moon and then slams back. It's going to happen this year again. We are close to that. I'm going to keep you posted in the next few months. Ethereum, Ethereum, huge, huge, huge bull run for the week. 32% up for the week. Ethereum is killing it. And right now, the price for Ethereum is at $3,189. Remember, Ethereum was shy on the low 2000 mark. So, it's been a, putting some huge gains in the past few weeks. Of course, now with the economic news, the big news for the week was the non-farm payroll report. The US economy added 900,000, 943,000 new jobs, non-farm jobs, uh, which is good. I, I mean, I, I give credit what credit is due. And right now, the unemployment rate, the official, quote-unquote, unemployment rate, the U3, it's at 5.4%. It's been down since, you know, the pandemic high was around 11% or something. 
And of course, the U6, remember, the U6 is the closest that we have to a real unemployment rate. Uh, it's down, is under the 10% mark. Right now, it's at 9.6%. It's the lowest since the pandemic. And remember, keep your eyes glued on the U6 unemployment rate. It's the closest you're going to get to a real unemployment rate. It's not the real, it's not the real one. It's just the closest. And of course, we also had this week uh, the jobless claim report. It was under 400,000. More accurately, it was uh, 385,000 new only, uh, jobless claims. And of course, the markets apparently just established that it is around or below 400,000. It's good. We're going to take it. Okay, I get it not gonna do a big deal about it many people on the financial media on this you know the smaller channels make a big deal i'm not gonna do a big deal you know many people just watch the easy money on you know the stimulus the payroll protection and whatever and they saw the easy money so they're applying in order to see if they can get that easy money I'm gonna keep you posted. And the, for me, this is the biggest news of the week. It was Joe Manchin. You know Joe Manchin is, right? Joe Manchin is this Democrat senator that kind of acts like a Republican, like a, I'm not like a Republican, but a more conservative. You know, he's not Bernie Sanders, he's not Kamala Harris or Elizabeth Warren or whatever. I mean, Joe Manchin, he pledged, he urges, Jay Powell to taper in order to avoid inflation. Okay, Joe Manchin is no economist, but he's a very powerful man right now. You know that Joe Manchin has the tie, the tie break on the Senate, and if the Democrats want to pass some bills, some legislation, and Joe Manchin is not on board with that, it's not going to happen. So keep your eyes. Keep your eyes, be, I'm going to keep you posted with everything Joe Manchin does since this podcast in the next few weeks, few months, even years, if I can keep doing this podcast, of course. So for me, this is very important that Joe Manchin is calling Powell out. Hey, I don't want more nonsense. I don't want new, a new Greenspan or Bernanke. So he's doing like, like the cowboy thing to do. Very good for him. Now, despite that, uh, apparently it's going to go through Congress and Senate, the one trillion infrastructure bill. Of course, this nonsense infrastructure bill is going to, uh, actually a minor part of that is going to do to real infrastructure, you know, bridges and roads and whatever. But having said that, there is right now a new draft in order to pass another spending bill of $3.5 trillion to climate, to climate change and, I don't know, families, American families and whatever, you know, all this nonsense that now the politicians are making up in order to spend money and get new votes. Uh, this is going to happen, the $3.5 trillion and... He's going to do it in a reconciliation bill and 
I don't want to get too political, but if Joe Manchin put his cowboy hat, this thing is not going to happen, at least not on 3.53. So keep it up. Now with the real estate, I want to get to that. Rents are rising very fast. Uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, young professionals are returning massively to cities in order to you know, get back to work in these big offices that are anachronic, but whatever. Young professionals are competing right now for smaller, for smaller real estate units, you know, small apartments, whatever. And right now, the increases in rents year over year has been, depending on the market, between 10 and 15%. So keep you guys... Keep your eyes on that because that's if that that kind of inflation is not transitory. That's a sticky inflation. So we're gonna have very very high inflation in the years to come if this trend keeps going. Keep your, your eyes on that. And median home prices has surged twenty four percent year over year since June. This is a June report. Right now. According to this report, the median home price in the U.S. is at $363,000. Many people have been pricing out of the market and that people now are becoming renters. And of course, there is a big bit on the new rental, you know, rental listings combined with a, that I said before, young professionals returning to the city. And that's why we have so high rent prices year over year. And I want to close with the Canadian real estate market. I was reading uh, this article of birddwelling.com. They say the Canadian real estate bubble is the longest among the all developed economies. 24 years of a real estate bull market. This thing is unsustainable. It's not organic. And, of course, Canadian people are resenting them, especially the lower middle class, the younger people, they want to buy their first home. Uh, this is not healthy, this is not good, and, of course, Canada, Canada is kind of um, in a quasi-stagnated mode since, you know, let's say the past decade. And, of course, these things doesn't, don't end well. And many people, you know, many middle-income families, especially young families, are taking a hit for that. That will be all. Thank you for listening last week in finance. Appreciate your support. Please like, share, download this podcast, and we will see each other next week. Bye-bye and take care.